Are you listening to this show hoping to get some golden nuggets to help you on your way to recovery? Well, great. I hope that you find them because that is exactly what this show is for. But if you really want to take your recovery all the way, completely commit and get on track with your goals, whether they be finally feeling overall healthy, finally getting pregnant, or finally getting back to training, you'll want to join us inside of the HA Society. Not only is this the perfect community to ask questions and get your support and the accountability that you so often need during these uphill battles with body image and understanding nutrition and incorporating exercise, but it's also a hub of exclusive resources for HAers. All of the HA podcast episodes are released in advance and completely ad-free, so you can listen on the go to the raw, unedited versions, uninterrupted. All of the one-on-one coaching calls, of which we have two a week in different time zones, are uploaded to our private podcast feed so that you can listen to events with practitioners and the past community calls as though they were bonus podcast episodes, because I know how much you love to listen to this kind of stuff. And in these calls, we cover requested topics like overcoming the weight gain fears, communicating with friends and family about our HA, diving into how HA works, and debunking the imposter syndrome that so many of us have around this diagnosis. There's also an entire resources section with lectures, workshops, and training from the past events that are hosted by experts like Sarah Liz King, Laura Lyons, Kaylee McDevitt, Holly Dunn, and many more. As a member, you also get direct access to myself and Coach Ashley in the DMs. So if you have personal questions or need individualized advice about your recovery, we're in there answering your questions in the DMs, as are all of our other members in the group who impress me week after week with how they show up for each other. It's incredible. It's like women are just all becoming mini coaches for each other. It's so good. The HA Society is really the place to be if you're going through recovery, no matter what stage you're at. Whether you have HA or you've got a few recovery periods, we have your back and we're all your new best friends. So come and meet us at thehasociety.com forward slash join. That's thehasociety.com forward slash join and the link is in the show notes for you okay on with the show hey and welcome to the hypothalamic amenorrhea podcast an adulting advice podcast production i'm danny sheriff and this is the place to come if you care about getting your period regularly this podcast aims to educate inform and keep you motivated on your period and ha recovery track let's dive in Quick disclaimer, guys, I am not a doctor and this content is not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice. Always seek the advice of your physician. I'm pumped that we're going to have this little chit chat today. It's a nice day here in Texas and um, we're just going to talk about reverse dieting because we, well, I did an episode with Chloe Hodgkinson um, the other week and Thank you. Uh, so good. Um, we just answered a question on reverse dieting and I got a bunch of people just like, um, just like wanting to like put, add their two cents in, you know, like they just like wanted to keep going with that conversation. So we're going to keep talking about it. And I feel like you are, Ashley, a great person to talk to, about this with. Helped um, a bunch of people reverse diet and stuff. Definitely. I mean, like I've definitely, I think reverse dieting, in general is something that I think is so important that, and that most people don't do in general. And then I think that there's so much, um, miscommunication, like not miscommunication, but just like this, like false idea of what it could be in the presence of like <laughs> trying to regain your period. You know what I mean? Exactly. So we're going to get into it, but first I need to tell people who you are. So for- <laughs> everybody welcome Ashley. She's <laughs> back. She, she did an episode here like i don't know episode something scroll back a bit look for ashley smith um she shared her story it was really good and the other exciting thing that i don't know if you know but today the ha society is open again so i saw that i saw the moon last night i was like hold on (laughs) 
I think like we open up again. Like I think the HA society is open. <laughs> right. Well, I appreciate you saying that, but the reality is you and I are recording this on the 1st of October, but this episode goes out oh. on the 16th. <laughs> I was so, like, wait, full moon or new moon? No, I know. I was like, I'm going to confuse you so much right now. Watch <laughs> your brain start to work. Welcome to the world of marketing and launching stuff, guys. We have, we record episodes in advance. We pretend it's today. And we're like, today the AJ Society is open, but actually it's open 16 days from now in reality. But the time right now, you, the listener, are listening to this the HA Society is open. <laughs> Deal. Yeah, so that's how that works. And I'm pumped Ashley's here on today's bonus episode of the day that's released because she's actually in the society. One of my number one HAs. And like, I feel like we actually need a name for the people that are inside of it. Definitely, definitely. Um, I think as more people join and we get to enjoy different personalities or um, actually, I guess, some similar personalities, just slightly different is what we're kind of finding. Uh, we should definitely come up with a name. I know. And it's like HIS is just everyone, like everyone listening right now. Yeah. That's what you are. But inside of the society where you're like, I don't know, a sorority sister like of some HA kind. Sister. Like an HA sister, definitely. Yeah. HA. HA sister, the Hass. <laughs> anyway, you know what, guys? Let's get please, <laughs> please let us know. Please let us know. Send us, send me a DM what you think we should be named. But in the meantime, yeah. head over to the hasociety.com. Join the society. It's like seven bucks. There's a bunch of us girls in there. We're posting every day, talking about all the, the best stuff about HA, <laughs> all of the problems working through them. There's live events, there's recordings of the past events, so you can catch up on that. And yeah, we'll see you in there. But welcome today to our conversation, reverse dieting for HA. Is it for you? Is it okay? Take it away, Ashley. Um, Yeah, definitely. So I think the first thing I kind of just want to like talk about or just even get your opinion about is that sometimes I feel like all in and reverse dieting are on such opposite ends of the spectrum when really I don't think that they are because I think that we naturally move through a reverse dieting on our own, whether it's someone uh, coaching you through it or you naturally do it and then you eventually get to the all in, which is our goal. Like there's no question that quote unquote all in um, is effective and it works. I just think that there are um, things that we have to take into consideration that moves somebody from this is what I want to do and this is where I want to be, right? Like I want to be on the other side of this. I want to be healthy. I want to regain my period. Now, how do I go from point A to point B? And sometimes we think it's just this linear path when nothing in life or no goal that you ever chase is ever going to be linear. Like it's going to be ups and downs, right or left. You know what I mean? But our main goal is to keep moving forward and like learn and make adjustments as we move forward. So when I was thinking about this um, and just thinking about maybe our experience, you know, like we realized, okay, we want to go in, but we didn't go straight to 2,500 calories the next day. I don't, I mean, and if, and if somebody does like, that's awesome. I want you to DM Danny and I want to hear your story. Like, how did you go yeah. from where you were to 2,500 the very next day and then keep but it up. It does, yeah, and keep it up because it doesn't yes. count for all of you who <laughs> did 2,500 calories and then the next day you were like, whoa, like I have a hangover from that decision and now I'm I'm going to like restrict. eat. Yeah. You know I'm going to restrict today. <laughs> no, it's right. Like, those people that went all in, why did you do it? How did you do it? Like what was your motivation? Um, and I wonder yeah. if there's like a correlation there. Yeah, definitely. You know, like I think that you and I remain students and so we're never like, this mm -hmm. is the only answer. And so we love hearing from people and their experiences. So that's really how you learn. Like you only have your experience, but whenever we share, we get to like pull from many different experiences to like help move forward. Anyway, so when I think about my journey, I, you know, like I slowly started to add in more and more 
And then I eventually was just like, okay, I think I can make this bigger jump and get to 2,500. So my whole point is that I don't think anybody ever just goes to 2,500 the next day and stays there consistently, right? So to think that reverse dieting is not part of the process is I, I think that's where some people get hung up because it's so taboo to say that. Um, but they're like, okay, well, I'm not going to make this jump and I'm not ready to make this jump because I don't think I can do it. Where I think quote unquote reverse dieting allows you to gradually work through that and make those jumps to get there. Now, I will say that generally when it comes to reverse dieting, the goal is to add in as many macros or calories back in while maintaining your body composition, plus or minus maybe five pounds and uh, maintaining quote unquote progress. Well, we, that clearly does not apply in this situation. And I think um, some people that are very against reverse dieting are like, what are you saying? Like we, you know what I mean? But we have to be clear that the goal is completely different. We're just Mm. using the method of reverse dieting. You know, the goal is to get to all in. The goal is to achieve all these things that all in offers but we just have to be so realistic that not everybody is going to operate that way. And so I would rather help someone move forward than say, well, you can only start if it's going to look like this, which is 2,500 calories the next day Mm -hmm. consistently and forevermore, right? Yes. The thing that, two things with this, what you just said about like it, just asking people to make that change straight away the next day, you know, What I don't like about that is that it's just like every other diet you've ever been on. It's like, please make all the changes right now. And that in and of itself is a mindset that we want to change as a part of the healing process. So to, to combat one polarizing behavioral belief by using another polarizing behavioral belief is just like not... Um, effective because what a, a point you want to get to and we have started to see this as a pattern um, over and over again is that you want to get to this place of feeling fluid with food yes like I was having a conversation yesterday with one of the girls in the society actually and she was like like how do you just not freak out about every single meal <laughs> that you're eating and I was like well because you know, all of these things that I've done to be able to get to a point where I just don't care about the food. I'm like fluid about the food. There's no, there's no like strong belief or rules that I have in place around the food. And oh, yeah, going I have like great thoughts in. about that. So okay. one, kind of like what you said about polarizing is that I think if we put this expectation, whether, whether it is put on or perceived, it's there, right? So like this is not blaming anybody or any method or anything it's just a perceived thought that like all in means that you instantly go all in right um it kind of like you're saying the polarizing is it's just another facet of all or nothing Mm -hmm. you know what i mean which we know is just not effective anywhere in life (laughs) um but it can like i do want to obstacle for any goal for any goal, not just this goal. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And like, I want to, pro- we'll probably keep saying this throughout the episode, but like there are definitely people and times where having this very specific, like strong method is so valuable. I mean, oh. like when when you're ready to do it, it's mm-hmm. going to be there for you and it's great. But like right now we're just talking to all of the people who like, if, if it's so easy for you to go it all in, you're just like not listening to this. <laughs> yeah. Well, like, I mean, this, this, this just isn't part of your story right now. Now I will mm-hmm. say that um, I do think that reverse dieting and then like, I'll get back to what I was talking about that earlier, but reverse dieting, I do think eventually leads you to a point where you're like, screw it. I'm ready. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. To, mm-hmm. to make yes. that jump. Again, I don't think it has to be either or. I could think, you know, I think it's like a a sliding spectrum where you're just sliding, 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 and you're like, okay, I'm ready. 
to make that jump. Yeah. You know I have I mean? another analogy, like oh, yeah. um, just like throwing analogies everywhere. They're my favorite. So just say like you have to jump this huge ass canyon and it's like you're being asked to make a running start to jump this canyon and there's just, for many of us, no way we're going to make it to the other side without falling down the canyon and just like right. hitting a bunch of rocks and getting all beat up and, and dying at the end. <laughs> but by this like reverse dieting thing, if you if you just keep walking a little bit around, like a little bit further down, keep walking the perimeter of the canyon, it starts to narrow. It starts to get smaller. And eventually you reach a point where you, where you can just make a little jump over to the side that you want to be on. That's a and perfect like, analogy. Right? I just was that. like, I was just riffing it. Yeah. I was just like making that up on the spot. But it's true. It's We're so just trying true. to like shorten the jump. Right. Um, absolutely. And so kind of going back to the goal of using reverse dieting, um, in the goal in the setting of HA recovery, it's more of how do I start making forward steps and start taking away that fear slowly, like bit by bit by bit. And how do I gain this momentum to get to this place? of all in. And so I think that that's where reverse sighting can be so helpful. Um, but with that being the goal, the way that we approach it would be so different than what you would find Googling on the internet. You know what I mean? Like we would make, so specifically mm -hmm. like we would make bigger jumps during the week in order to get someone closer to that 2,500 to where they're like, okay, I'm ready to make that jump now. You know what I mean? So I think doing smaller jumps that you would do in a quote unquote traditional reverse dieting um, would lead to just being really frustrated, drawing out the process um, and possibly not achieving what you wanted to achieve. And eventually just being like, like you could get to a place where you're like, this didn't work. This isn't for me. Um, and then and at that point, yes, I could see how this could be very uh, ineffective. But most of the times when like people get to that point, they're just like, okay, screw it. I'm ready for it. You know, like I'm ready to make that jump. And so I think that is the difference is that if we just realize that also the other thing is like not everybody has the same support system as everybody else. You know what I mean? Like not every, and so like we have to take these factors into consideration, whether you do have a great support system or like you don't, um, there's so many things that impact people in moving forward and achieving goals that like we have to take this into consideration. So this could be like your work environment. Is it high stress or, you know, like just even like, like, are you nervous about gaining weight within a month? Or, you know, having to go back to work. And so I, so while that isn't our main concern, we can't ignore that that is something that's going through people's heads whenever they're going through this process. And so I think as you reverse diet, you kind of have this time to process these thoughts and work through them. I'm not saying that, like, I'm not saying that uh, it is a good enough reason to not go in. That's not what I'm saying. But what I'm saying is that some people need more time to process this. And I rather us process this as we move forward to 2,500 plus. Mm -hmm. I mean, that was me entirely. I was like, because that's the, the scariest thing is like the change the that at the beginning of the HA process, recovery process mm -hmm. is like the biggest um the biggest, like the hardest hurdle, right? It does, it's not easy to start because you, your body is probably going to respond really quickly mm -hmm. to an increase in calories and you're going to see that and you're going to feel anxious about that. Um, so if you were to like, you know, speed up that process and, and, and put in a lot of weight in on in one month, I mean, that's just like, that's just very stressful for some people. And there's no judgment around that. That's just the reality. And you're either going to um, decide not to do it at all mm -hmm. or or decide to go, like, do you know what I'm saying? <laughs> no, abs yeah, absolutely. I think um, 
I think sometimes there can be this stigma of, I can't believe you're worried about that. But everyone who has HA at some point, like that mm-hmm. is a very real um, concern for them. Like you wouldn't be in this situation if that wasn't at some point a concern yeah. for you. So I think like saying, well, that shouldn't be important. That doesn't matter. Doesn't really help someone process. Yeah, well, it's like, cool, move on. <laughs> yeah, I, and like it doesn't help someone process through that. And so um, I just think that sometimes having that time and even having someone coaching you through that is what allows you to like make those steps forward. I'm not saying that everybody needs a coach and I'm not, but I'm just saying that it's just easier to do this with somebody or in a community rather than doing it by yourself. Um, and so I think variables like that, like a support system, you know, um, sp- like your spouse, partner, I, anything. I want to like, I almost want to argue that for a lot of people, the support system is like the most important because I think that many of our fears come from what others are going to think is happening. Either like what they're going to think of our body, mm-hmm. what they're going to think of what we're doing. For me, I had fears that people just like wouldn't believe me that this was real, that this was happening. And that like they would think that me putting on weight and saying, oh, it's because of my health would be like a cop out. And what I really needed was just like that reassurance that other people not even supported me, but just like understood and knew what was happening. Like, and if that sounds shallow, whatever, but a big part of why I actually went public in the first place was not because I'm like this super wonderful person that wants to just like help people from the bottom of her heart. <laughs> yes, that's what life is like now. I definitely feel that. But my original um reason was just so that like, hey guys, I just want you to know that like I'm gaining weight and it's not because I'm like depressed or something or like whatever. These are the judgments I'm worried that you'll have. And so this is the reason I'm I'm doing this and I'm telling you. And then I had everyone on board. Everyone understood. That was the catalyst for me continuing to talk about it and like having this podcast. But the original reason was just to get the support that I needed. And because of that, I have never been happier and felt more supported and totally more comfortable in my own skin. Absolutely. I mean, I think like we would like to think that we have these great grand reasons um, for recovering. And some people do, you know Mm -hmm, what I mean? mm -hmm. I think like for me, if I was to think back, it was like, um, you know, what was, I mean, it was so, it it was more like, okay, if I am going to say this to my clients and help people do the best for their health, and if I don't do that, then what does that say about me? Like that whole, that is what actually pushed me. So granted, yes, I wanted answers like, you know, and I wanted all these other things, but that was the main driving thing of that. If I don't do this, then um, how can I continue to coach people towards like, their best version of health for them, you know? So again, I would like to say that, yeah, I did this so that I could be an inspiration to other people, but it was more of like, no, because I had to settle some things with myself, you know? And so again, I think that that is, I mean, for me, I did kind of jump all in, um, but I'm also that type of person, but I did work my way up. Yeah. You had also like been through the ring up for a long time yes, just to like get your diagnosis and you were already taking action other ways. Like I remember you seed cycling and trying all this stuff that like people with AJ are already doing. So you had just like gone through it all under different circumstances. And by the time you had your diagnosis, you were like, oh, okay. (laughs) Well, I've tried everything already. So absolutely. And so I think sometimes like we uh, could get down on ourselves for taking this much time to get to it. But honestly, um, I was so comfortable with going all in because I could say I have truly tried to out supplement this. I have truly tried to <laughs> do oh this in every other way. I truly tried to find all the science and think that maybe some people were just not putting some things together. And I just needed to find that one little tweak that worked for me because I was so different or like this was so different than anybody else. So having all of those quote unquote failed <laughs> attempts led me so strongly to be like, okay, I can keep fighting this or not. 
Um, but now I, I know that nothing else works. Mm-hmm. Okay. So this is like, all of you listening who like think that you can continue to research and continue to like, um, do everything, but like rest, um, I just like want you to know that many of us have already walked that path before you and it didn't work. It just didn't work. And I want you to know that anyone it did work for. So like those people who are like, oh, maybe if I just like reverse diet up a little bit. And if it worked for that person, it worked really quickly. And they're not here listening to this podcast and they're not here. They're not typing a hypothalamic memory into into Google and stuff like that anymore because they fixed their problem really quick. It's like the analogy I used is is like if you when you get a cold and you then recover from the cold, you don't then go and like Google and start a blog about colds and like everything that you know about colds because like it's just kind of easy to recover from a cold and like no one cares. But when you have been through the ringer with HA and you're going through all these issues that we've been talking about today, you like you dive deep trying to find the answer. So if you're listening to this today and you're like one of those people who's still trying to to look for the answer in some magical answer because you're a unique snowflake. I'm so sorry. I really am so sorry. But we've all walked this before you. And we've done all the research and Ashley and I have said all the studies to each other and we've, we've done the stuff and we're here today to tell you that it's really like, if you're someone who can't just like reverse diet up a little bit and get their period back, as in like, if you can't just like, if you can just add, if you're someone who can't just add a hundred calories a day to their diet and get their period back more work is going to be needed from you. And that's, I'm sorry, but that's just the reality. (laughs) Yeah, no, it's definitely a harsh reality and probably something that I would have been like, you don't know what you're talking about. Super defensive, right? You don't know what you're talking about. I'm going to keep researching (laughs) until the research that I pulled up confirmed, you know, like I shared Mm. on the other podcast, like it was me. It's me. You know what I mean? Um, Yeah. So I think also, like reverse dieting allows you to see that uh, it is food and rest that's going yeah. to get you there. That it's that yeah. it's just going to get you there. Um, it's also, the same thing in a different package, in right. like a slow slow drink right. package. And yeah. so I'm never. And so I think some of the other things that some people can um, get caught up with is that you know, you're still quote unquote dieting, you're still tracking your macros, you're still tracking calories, it's still um, taking up part of your brain space, right. And so I do think that eventually, yes, we want to move you to that place where that is not a reality for you. But if it's going to help you get to that place, then I'm not going to ask you to throw that away. You know, like, only because going through this process and what's like something that I've started to kind of like dig into is that you're kind of mourning the loss of the person that you were. And that's not like in a bad way, but I think we do have to like go through this period of loss um, and be okay and not judge ourselves for like mourning the loss of that old identity, that old um, habit, the way that we, maybe box ourselves in by how we looked, our habits, you know, and that again, also takes some working out to do. And so as we're kind of like shedding those layers and letting that go slowly and slowly and slowly, I think it could be really shocking to say, I need you to let that identity go, all this go, all these thoughts go, and all these habits go, and I'm gonna need you to throw out tracking and calories and all that. Mm -hmm. And then go all in. Again, I, I just think it's a really big ask when by the time you get to this place where you're ready to jump, you're generally at a place where you're not tracking. You're like, I can let that go. But to ask that from the very beginning, I think could be another hurdle of people moving forward where I'm like, go ahead, bring that along in your journey until you're like, you know, I'm ready to let that go. 
And I think it's just like this evolution of moving through it um, that doesn't have to be so all or nothing. Yeah. And it makes me think of like, I recently started tennis and I've said on this podcast as well, like I'm going to become a tennis prodigy, but <laughs> yes. I totally did not like just go to the beginner class and then get drafted immediately to the 4.5 clinic. <laughs> Like, that's not what has been happening. I just made it to advanced beginner, guys. Just. <laughs> like, how many other things in your life has a human, have there been humans that have been able to just, like, skip a million steps and completely change who they are overnight, completely learn a new skill and completely rewire their neurological patterns and how their brain works I wish so much that we could do that but we can't and we have put so much work and effort into um, wiring our brains in such a way to cause HA and we we have to rewire that completely Um, I totally also want to acknowledge that I feel like a we haven't explained what reverse dieting even is maybe I don't know have we uh yeah Possibly not, because I think you just picked up from like your other podcast. So just like everyone, no, just assuming no, 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 you. I know. did. I think I did in the beginning. It was talking okay. about how just slowly adding in slowly calories and with the goal of maintaining your body composition plus or minus five pounds. Yes. Um, just so I, I think that I think that I also, I wanted to like reiterate that, guys. So okay, it's yeah. like what we're talking about today, uh, or trying to twenty eight minutes later, um, is that. Mm-hmm. Reverse dieting traditionally is when you're trying to gain weight with little compromise to your current body composition situation. And we feel like that definition is maybe not what how it should be applied in the sense of using reverse dieting for recovering from HA. And really all we're saying is it's a tool for you to slowly increase your intake till you are ready to um you know to increase it more and more and more I just want to like reiterate that point definitely because I don't want anyone to pop in mid podcast and think that because like and I knew that and I'm so pumped that we're doing this I knew it would just basically become like a series of tangents about things that are really important to us which I love but it means I need to make sure we're making sense absolutely <laughs> it's definitely all connected you know because I don't think it's ever in isolation um but totally yeah. and there's so many girls listening who are just like in this conversation with us oh definitely <laughs> they're just like nodding their heads like that's me that's me mm-hmm. I'm that person mm-hmm. um so I'd be interested what kind of feedback did you get from the Q and a about the positives that people, the positive experience people had with using this method. Cause I wouldn't say that we are reverse dieting. I would say that we are just using this method and adapting it to fit our needs and our goal, which is to move yeah. all in. Well, you know, one that like the name, the name reverse dieting is actually really good for this topic and the fitness space should get a new name and we should be able to keep, the term reverse yes. dieting because we're like slowly undoing it right um we're slowly it's reversing the dieting offensive. yeah it's like not that offensive and so so I just got like a lot of anecdotal feedback from people like mm-hmm. yeah so this is what happened when I tried it and one of the good ones was Erica shout out to Erica I know you're listening I know that I see you there mm-hmm. and she posted actually in the HA society about how like she and you might you probably remember this post so you you can help me actually but she was like I you know reverse dieted and continued up to like 2600 calories a day to 3000 calories a day and I feel like the the point was that it just helped her get there like a lot of people were like it just helped me get there um without like crying about it every single day which is like the general consensus of what I got um, from people as well as a few people who are just like still really interested in making it work. Like I'm just, I still really want to see if I can get my period back without having to gain a lot of weight by using reverse dieting. And they, they weren't naysayers. They weren't like, you're wrong. This is something mm-hmm. I can do. They just were like, that was a really interesting take on it. And I, 
am just still trying to understand why I can't do why I can't do that. Right. No, definitely. I mean, that's kind of that's kind of exactly what I would say. I mean, um, some of the clients I've helped reverse diet into getting their period, like it was just again, we just have to be very clear. Hey, we're going to keep eating until your body, quote unquote, turns on. And I think having that mindset of, okay, like I am not going to cap my body at 2,500. I just know that this is potentially the place where things start to move and shake and turn on. But my goal is to not to stop until my body turns on. I have, you know, like I ovulate, I have a cycle. um, And really switching to a place of allowing your body to guide you because for so long I think in the dieting world and how we got HA we said nobody I know you feel tired but we're going to keep doing this nobody like you're hungry but we're not going to do that right now and so in this place we then like we're no longer in like the driver's seat we're in the passenger seat we're along for the ride we're taking notes we're maybe figuring out directions and stuff like that but we're no longer telling our body that this is all you're going to get. Instead, like we wind up just getting to this place of I'm going to keep eating until my body turns on, until it's at a happy place. I'm going to allow myself, oh, sorry, allow myself to gain weight until my body feels safe and is happy. You know, so again, I think like with traditional reverse dieting, like we have goals and that we will only allow ourselves to operate in a way to achieve that um, maximum weight gain or this amount of calories where this, like we're just taking those rules off and again, just using the method. Mm-hmm. And sense? it's important to also remember that like in the traditional sense, people are using this opportunity to make strength gains and they're using this opportunity to repair their body to get it ready for like the next uh I don't Uh, know like bout of yeah whatevs but in this situation you're not taking this as an opportunity to eat more and trade so I did this and it didn't work where I like increased (laughs) I increased my calories and was like well maybe I'll like get stronger in the use this this body fat to get stronger um and it didn't that didn't work because I was like really pushing the, um, the weights to get stronger. So it's also has to be done in like accompanied with appropriate rest and stress management. So that's a huge difference as to why it's not a regular reverse diet. And I think that that's important. Absolutely. And I think that you could even take steps down from, you know what I mean? Again, the asking to go cold turkey with your nutrition and exercise in one day is again, a huge entrance barrier where really it's like, okay, this week we're going to cut down your steps. This week we're going to add in two more rest days. This week we're going to switch up your training. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So again, we're getting to that end goal, but it just doesn't have to be immediate. Granted, if you're someone that's like, I wanted my period yesterday to be pregnant, then a hundred percent, then, then like you're going all in tomorrow and Mm -hmm. not meaning that you have to be perfect. You know what I mean? But that's, again, that's someone who's ready to like rip off the bandaid rather than someone who's like, I just need to bust through this entrance barrier. And the other thing with reverse dieting is that your metabolism will naturally kick on because you're adding in, not kick on, but like your hunger signals. Sorry, let's take that back. Um, your hunger signals will like, like revive, you know what I mean? So as you're reverse dieting, most of the time you're going to get to the place where your hunger is much greater. And you're like, I don't care about staying within this calorie goal. And Mm -hmm. I think that's where people are ready to take that jump. You know what I mean? Because it does like, man, it does awaken these signals that we have like numbed and suppressed and ignored for so long that when you naturally just start feeding your body more and more, it gets to that place of like, my hunger is just there that I'm ready to make that jump. Like I literally can stomach this now. (laughs) Yes. Right. Where to before you're like, there's no way that's going to happen. 
And so I know like another fear is like, oh, well, your hunger is just going to keep climbing and keep climbing. And then you're going to spiral out of control when realistically, I think everybody who has recovered can say, actually, that's not what happened. Once I was um, feeding my body consistently, my hunger levels, because I wasn't in such a deficit, because my body wasn't so deprived of essential body fat, my hunger signals normalized. And I was able to find a steady place of where I need to maintain like it wasn't this continual hunger that spiraled out of control and leads to health problems. Mm-hmm. So I love it. It's all I just like we're just speaking to so many people right now. Yeah, you know, this is just this is awesome. So let's get into a little bit of how how do we do this then? All right. We've listened to you. Fine. I'm ready to um, <laughs> take smaller. I'm ready to take smaller steps. In fact, that sounds way more manageable for me. I'm excited. Mm-hmm. Now what? What do I do? I would personally, um, I would get an accountability partner. It, like Again, you don't have to hire a coach, but I would get an accountability partner and saying, and just someone to check in with being, hey, I am adding this much in this week and I just need to say this out loud and I need to speak this to somebody. I need to share this with somebody because I want to be accountable for this because this is the goal that I want to achieve. And so I would probably start with adding 100 to 200 calories per week. And that's not a lot of food. It's really not a lot. But when you think about reverse dieting in the traditional sense, like they're adding in like 50, 20. So we're definitely making a larger bump. Mm-hmm. Um, and then just kind of depending on how low you started, if you started at 1200 and you're trying to get to 2,500, yes, that's going to take some time. Right. And so the more that you start to feel comfortable with that 200 gap, maybe it's two weeks, three weeks, I would then add in, okay, now I'm going to add in 300. You know what I mean? Sit, sit there for two weeks, get comfortable, process all the emotions that are coming, journal, <laughs> you know, do all those types of things. And then again, maybe make that jump to 400 to 500 until you um, are able to kind of just mentally grasp what you're eating, physically um, allow your body to adjust your digestion, like all these types of things, you know, and then just keep going until you hit 2,500. And once you hit 2,500, Um, It's huge that we don't just say that, okay, this is my stopping point. Um, Because if you haven't had your cycle, then it doesn't matter. 2,500 doesn't Mm -hmm. matter to your body. Then keep on adding gradually. And so what this could be is just adding in another small meal, you know, and like one thing that I would really take into consideration is if you have excluded certain food groups this is a great time to use those additional calories to add those food groups back in. Maybe you're terrified of fruit for the for like the longest time. Start adding that in. Maybe you are afraid of carbs or maybe that was just something that you just really lacked or fat. Really use these additional calories to be like, okay, this has a purpose. Like these additional calories have a purpose. They are going to a food group that I previously excluded or under eight and I'm going to use this to move me forward. So it mm-hmm. is simple. And that's the whole point is that it is simple and it, like, we don't have to make this super complex, you know? Yeah. It really doesn't have to be. And it's like, so I have this seven day recovery commitment challenge and on like, I want to, I'll put the link to it in the show notes, but I want to say that like day three is about um, this food intake situation mm. that we're talking about right now. And one of the challenges, like one of the assignments that is in that commitment challenge is also to like incorporate a soul food into your, into your day. And this literally could be like the one thing that you do that is this, this bump in calories mm-hmm. that is your starting point And that is also beginning to repair your relationship with food because we also want you to to try your best not to make that bump of 100 calories something that like fits so strongly within your your food rules and like what you can and can't eat so 
the the assignment, which um, is inspired actually by my friend Meg Doll, is that you take a food that was previously outside of your food rules, like mate, it was a food from your childhood is a really good place to start. Like think back to your childhood. What is something that you used to eat that you have not eaten in a long time? And this is like just super healing for your your whole food rules situation. Mine, fairy bread. My Australians know <laughs> what I'm talking about. We've got no white bread. Is. <laughs> this is the bomb. If fairy bread, white bread, butter, hundreds and thousands, aka sprinkles. Um, <laughs> it's just the best. And that's like and that's like some if you sat there and you made that and you haven't eaten that since you were at your last like eight year old birthday party, <laughs> you're that and that's gonna be like like two hundred calories. Just like chill. And it's so fun and it's making this process enjoyable versus like adding half an apple in or something like that, right. which you can totally do if you want. But this like just a little side way to make this like fun and interesting for yourself and healing your food rules situation. That's a good one. And then my other one is also like English muffin pizzas, making little pizzas on English muffins. Oh, that's brilliant. Yeah, I would definitely um, take this time and really pause and ask yourself, okay, like, and it helps to close your eyes because we're such visual people. Like, what am I craving? Hot, cold, crunchy, soft, sweet, mm. salty. Like, what it is because for so long we have told ourselves that this is what you're eating, that we've really lost the art of asking ourselves, but what do you want? And through this process of adding food back in slowly, you also have the opportunity to build trust with yourself. You know, um, because I think whenever you have dieted for so long, um, or you have felt out of control with your food choices for so long, you immediately kind of start to blame your body as if your body is broken, as if like your hunger signals are broken. Like there's just something wrong with me. And then now like, that's what got you into dieting. And then now that we're on the opposite extreme side. So really just taking that time to really ask yourself, but what is it that I truly want to eat right now and then eat it? You know what I mean? And so I think that can be another easy way of not being so methodical about what you add in. And if you've been tracking for some time, you know, like, you know, generally the nutrition value of just about anything. You know what I mean? If it's a bowl of cereal, eat a bowl of cereal. You know, I do think that there's a time and place to really then focus on, like, nourishing your body. Absolutely. So I'm not, but again, like, you're going to find that I am never in one camp or another, like, this is a good food, this is a bad food. Um, I do think that there, like, they, there is no bad foods. <laughs> there's just nourishing foods or some that are more or less. But at this point, you know, just adding in more is a great step forward. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I love how tactical this is. Like that's the other thing. So the day three or whatever of, of my challenge, that's what, what it's about, right? It's like, here is a grocery list of amazing, super calorie dense, really nutrient dense foods that are going to give you like caloric and nutrient bang for your buck. Do what you can to create delicious meals yeah. from this as inspiration. And once a day, put some soul food in there because Absolutely. that is what life is about. Because most people that are coming from an HA background, generally their like intake is very uh, whole foods, proteins, like all these things that are in there. It's just so far under than what your body needs that like we can, yeah. you know what I mean? That like it. Whole, whole foods are great. They're yeah. like, and absolutely, but there are calorically dense ones and leaner ones right. and when you uh when you err towards the side of like chicken breast leafy greens etc you're getting like a lot of the same thing right and what we're encouraging you to do is switch it up and one of the other best tactical ways that you can do this is search for whole foods with deep amazing colors mm -hmm. Be like purples the beetroot um 
oranges, the pumpkin, the turnips, like those root vegetables, like, like if the more colors you can get on your plate, um, mixed in with like making sure there's protein, fat and carbs. So we're talking like starch, mm-hmm. we're talking like, um, like dress it with olive oil. Don't just make it, um, right, right. Uh, like dry, like you always do, like take what you know and beef it up. Yeah. (laughs) Beef it up. No, totally. Because like you can have a beautiful, colorful plate and it could be absent of fat and you're just, you're not. Yeah. Like, because as I was saying it, I'm like, carrot sticks, uh, cucumber, uh, capsicum. Yeah. Also known as bell bell peppers. But um, I just like, Barbie's like, yeah, but then the starches guys like make, add, add some starch. Yeah. I have a, I have a grocery, like an inspiration grocery list. That's awesome. I think people are going to love that. Hmm. all right I like we've I feel like we've put a bunch of like go and do this tactical stuff absolutely and I'm pumped about it absolutely love guys if you want to find Ashley um links to her stuff is in the show notes because she's like at Ashley underscore Marie (laughs) underscore Smith or something like that like that's happening so go find the link um to follow her in there but if you want some lovely support along the way, I am very active in the HA Society, and I love She's very active. Yeah, that's a goal, guys. People, so God, for seven dollars, <laughs> if you need her in your life, if you're listening to this and you need her in your life, like find us. Um, and then yeah, but we are in the HA Society is open today, seven, no, six dollars ninety nine per month. Mm-hmm. Um. And you can just talk to us all day and join these conversations with us on a weekly basis in the weekly community call. It's just like being right here in this podcast with us right now. But actually. (laughs) But actually. (laughs) All right. Thanks, everyone. Have an amazing day. Thank you so much for listening today, guys. Please subscribe to the podcast. And if you could head to iTunes specifically and leave a rating or review, that would help so much because it makes it easier for other people with HA who are Googling around to find the podcast really easily. So if you do that, you're doing a service to all of the women.